Someone else has already said it best. This is the best, the best of it. The best ones aren't as good as you probably think they are. What is best in life? I did the best I could. Doing my best. 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 My name is Happy Gilmore. Ever since I was old enough to skate, I loved hockey. Wasn't really the greatest skater, though. But that didn't stop my dad from teaching me the secret of smacking the greatest slap shot. My dad worshipped hockey. My mom didn't. That's why she moved to Egypt, where there's not a hockey rink within 1,500 miles. Dad always took me to games to cheer for our favorite player, Terry O'Reilly, the Tasmanian Devil. He wasn't the biggest guy in the league, but he feared nobody, just like me. Handsome fella, huh? He always said that when I grew up, I could be anything I wanted to be, but I never wanted to be anything but a hockey player. Yeah, my childhood was going great, but life is full of surprises. Oh, hello, hello, and welcome. Per happy dad. To the best of the best podcast with myself, Connor Keys. Opposite me, as always, Mr. Ronan Mullen. Hello. Mr. Ronan Happy Mullen. Hello. <laughs> yes, we are here with uh, 1995, 96, sorry. 96. Uh, 96, uh, Happy Gilmore, featuring the uh, the one and only Mr. Adam Sandler. Um, so we thought we'd do something a wee bit more. Yeah, we need to be upbeat a bit. A wee bit more light. <laughs> People were like, boy's good, man, but it's really dark with all the cooking and stuff. <laughs> yeah. People ringing me up going, is the lockdown getting to you? Yeah. Does, <laughs> does, just do you have to do like Prince and Boy and all these boys locked in studios and, <laughs> okay, let's do something completely fucking out of there. Yeah. So happy Gilmore. And uh, I mean, back to the 90s again, uh, we, we venture, um, but we, we haven't been in the 90s for a while. So I think we, we deserved a wee 90s trip. Um, 90s break. I <laughs> mean, 90s break. So Happy Gilmore, a, a, a pretty, what would you call it, um, kind of like a, a, not a gross out comedy, but kind of just like a no. slapstick sort of. The ones they don't make anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 simplistic. Yeah, and, and there you go. That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. Simplistic. <laughs> uh, and the, I mean, I love the film. and, and I, had I love a, the film too. I had, I had always been a fan of Sandler. Mm-hmm. Up until a certain point. <laughs> um, well, I mean, in recent years, maybe not so much, but I would, I would disagree because he, he's, and this is the this is the straight, part, yeah. This is the bit that everybody, and we're going to talk about it over and over again during this. Sandler can balance between complete fucking idiot doing complete fucking idiot films to sociopath and really serious films, mm. and. It's hard to know which one he can turn on and off. Yeah, I know what you mean, Jeff. One is clearly for financial gain. Oh, yeah. Clearly. Absolutely. His Netflix deal has um, produced Pi- some of the biggest pieces of shite I have ever seen in my life. Pixels. Pixels. <laughs> oh, that's enough. Just there, there's just, there's so many. But remember that Jack and Jill? Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, um, Lord. But then he's able to do, we talked about Punch Drunk Love. We talked about Uncut Gems in our best of the year. Yeah. But there's also... Do you remember Spanglish? That's right. Spanglish was fantastic. It was a great film. Yeah. And I'm going to go out there and say, there's even moments of that shite click. Uh-huh. Where he's got the remote control. That's right. Change yeah, your yeah, life, yeah, yeah. Where he's incredible in it. Yeah. And I think he uh. forgets he's in the high-grossing fucking pleasing a lot of the audience a lot of the time film and actually acts. And then he has to go... Oh fuck no! I gotta get back to that. <laughs> Adam Sandler and you're like, all right. Eat. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, kind of, it would remind you a bit of the Robin Williams end of things, where Williams would have hardly ever been Robin Williams. He would have been loads of different variations or yeah. uh, accents or impersonations, and, and Sandler does that. But when he needed to be serious, he was serious. You know, it's and easy, there's a similarity I yeah, see in that. I, I agree, and there's only been a few actors, and I'd say. I'd say Robin Williams didn't nail it all the time. No, no. Because no. some of his serious films um, are yeah, lauded as r- Patch Adams and the like are fucking Sometimes they missed, the, they missed the mark a wee bit, yeah. But I think the only other actors that really nailed it, and this puts Sandler in quite a fucking category, are probably Jim Carrey mm. and Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah. Who are able to jump yeah. from one to the other and you don't blink. You yeah, you're not thinking, oh, he's at a place here. This is a comedy yeah. act. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But this is what I didn't know about Sandler. <laughs> Sandler is a classically trained actor. Is he? 
like from from his youth. It isn't like he just went, no, I'm going to have to try to do these dramatic roles because Jesus. I'm not making, I'm only making 14 billion a film now. <laughs> like, why would he bother? I did not know that, right? He was classically trained. And, well, these are the type of films, right? American comedies between 1994 and 1996. This is what came out, right? Ace Ventura, uh-huh. Dumb and Dumber, Tommy Boy, Billy Madison, Kingpin, Happy <laughs> Gilmore, Black Sheep. Jesus. That's quite a list. Now, they're all stupid as fuck films, but you love them. Oh, fuck. And you man. watch them on repeat. <laughs> you just made me start thinking of a Kingpin. Now. I know. Hold on now. <laughs> I'm going to go home. Monson. <laughs> he Monson did. Uh, and again, starring the, the Mighty Bill Murray. Yeah. Okay. Um, absolutely. I mean, 94. I wonder what the, the reasoning behind that. I mean, was there... I suppose you could you could talk about the cultural shift maybe in comedy as such at that time. Um, SNL became, you know, it, it sort of went through a lull period post Eddie Murphy. Mm. Um, sort of the John Belushi and Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy. And then it sort of took a wee dip and then you're back in with the Jim Carrey. Well, if you, on look, to if you look at our favorite types of films from late 80s, early 90s, uh-huh. the Eddie Murphys, yeah. SNL, the Bill Murrays, SNL, Chevy Chase, Mm-hmm. SNL, Dan Aykroyd, mm-hmm. SNL, and they all wrote and starred in the, I mean, probably ending with Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And then there's a gap. And there's, then there's I think 94. Ghostbusters 2 was the sort of, they their, their, their went, okay, let's, then there's let's, a gap. let's bring it down a bit, yeah. And everybody tried to do a Woody Allen comedy, and it didn't work. <laughs> no. And then you get 94 to 96 with these guys, and then it just gets American Pie and a wee bit more gross out, and everything's yeah. just aimed towards And, and I mean, jokes. the Farley brothers, obviously, are very key in that with Dumb and Dumber and stuff, but the mm-hmm. Farley brothers really, I mean... I'm not going to say they opened the door, but I mean, they're, they're, it, it definitely was a, a, f- a bleed on from Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. um, and, and the fact that they, a renaissance of it, if you want, yeah. um, there was a sort of a bit of a push. Do you think the likes of, um, it's a bit of a stretch, but you're thinking the, the shift, even if you think of what that year was, 94, it's the shift in um, the likes Friends started that year. Mm-hmm. Do you know there was a sort of shift towards the type of quite New York centric type mm-hmm. sort of stuff yeah. and Sandler then obviously got his his uh, his highlights sort of or mm-hmm. his, his spotlight come on him then because he, he started off with um, albums like uh, stand, st- not stand up albums sketches maybe Sketch, yeah. yeah he would do yeah, sketches yeah. and characters and songs in between them and, and I mean I used to love some but this is one uh, we'll play one for you here this is from his album They're All Gonna Laugh At You now prepare people for this one <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a song this, is not this a isn't stand-up bit. This is a sketch. That <laughs> this really, is called... If you're listening to this episode, you know exactly what this is about. Yeah. <laughs> but if you've no idea what this, probably stop and read up on it. Yeah. This is called Beating of a High School Bus Driver. <laughs> and now, the severe beating of a high school bus driver. How are you, Brian? Good morning, Lisa. Good to see you, Tommy. Hey, good morning, Kyle. Nice new backpack. Watch your step now, Joseph. Uh, young man, can I help you? Uh, can I see your bus pass, please? Ah! Ah! Sir, please! Get! Holy! I drive with that hand! Children, call for help! Ah! Did, oh! No! Ah, holy! Jeez! No! Ah! 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 Yes! Ah! Oh, holy! My! Oh! Dead my! Oh! Yes! Oh! So there we have the uh, graphic beating of a high school bus driver. Yeah, <laughs> he he said exactly what was on the tin. Ron said, <laughs> "I just love the the intermittent horns all the time." He's <laughs> always my just could always visualize just the head being swung against the stairway. There's, I think there's only like three or four of them, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, he was sort of doing them in between Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore too. But then the films just took complete. The films took over, but I think I remember having a bootleg cassette of uh i don't know if it's this album i don't know which one it actually was but it was a cassette of him and doing lots of different characters Tollbooth willie was one yeah. of my favorites but there's one there's an album called stan and judy's kid and he's his mom and dad are called stan and judy right and <laughs> there's there's two things that i remember from it we had it when we were at university and one was he did a skit about him doing that dustin hoffman bit in rain man about what about baby <laughs> what about baby and he does it over and over again it's so uncomfortable but the other one was a song called seven foot man 
And like the, it's him talking about how unfortunate it is that he's seven foot tall. Yeah. And then the last line is, my last girlfriend died because my penis is seven <laughs> foot wide. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember I've been wild funny. It's not really that funny. Story, but it's, I just, I just left me with a wild image there. Yeah. yeah uh, the whole song. So back to Happy Gilmore. Um, so, I mean, it's it kind of, it, it sort of set the sort of tone for... Um, what was going on within the sports world at that time? So, mm. especially within this uh, chosen sport, which is golf. So, Happy Gilmore basically is a, is a guy who w- wants to be, as you hear from the start there, he's always wanted to be a hockey player. Turns out he's just pretty fucking shit at hockey. Yeah. Has a great uh, slap shot. Slap shot, but can't do anything else. That's it. So, uh, again, this is a, you know, it's a comedy. So, his, his grandmother needs uh, a bill paid of, of taxes back back owed or back did it. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Hundreds of thousands. And he's now going to, the campaign is then, is he's going to take on uh, golf. Yeah, he's figured out a golf swing. <laughs> he was betting moving guys uh, that he couldn't knock the ball 400 yards. And he was like, you can't hit that. And he just does a run up and a swing and he ends up doing this. Yeah. But that becomes like, but the problem with that is... <laughs> And the problem always with that will always be there's a person apparently who now does that as their gimmick. Oh, that's their swing? They There is. It, you can get that distance, but there's no accuracy at no all. Accuracy, yeah, you're just there's no way to, yeah. to, 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 like the way that golfers can locate with a different club. He he has no way. <laughs> he just knows it's going to go far. He just knows it's going to go far that way. <clears throat> it's like the boys in the in the, in the the primary school in the sports days, the long kick. Yes, Blasters, fucking just as football, but uh, fuck, they can kick them all along. <laughs> they could blast it. Uh, yeah, that's that was pretty much it. So I mean, this was a, and this was the comedy element of it is that golf obviously being about precision and accuracy mm-hmm. and all the rest. And and here he comes with this fucking <laughs> absolute monster of a run up and swing. Uh, it actually, I I I'm not sure the name. I think it was Buster Keaton. I'm not too sure. No, it might have been one of the dancers like Gene Kelly or something like that. But they did a video, and it was basically to show. Um, how rhythm plays its part within golf, mm-hmm. and so it was actually like a, a chore- that's why it must be Gene Kelly or Fred Astaire. It was like a choreographed dance with a line of golf balls lined up, and he would just come as part of his choreograph, and it was almost like the Happy Gilmore. He was taking a step up and swinging, and mm-hmm. then go back, and the balls were just pinging every single time because really? it was all about rhythm. It was all about the, the choreograph of the swing. So, by your logic, I should be the best golfer in the world. You should be, yeah. However, your, your rhythm is wrong. Top notch, wrong. <laughs> It's, it's your head. I don't move my hips. It's your head. It's your head. Keep your head down. Everybody keeps telling me. Tina, Keep your head down. I was like, Tina oh, Turner and Paul Abdul are mighty at golf. Right? Rony isn't. Nah. Neither is big yums. I'm fucking useless. I spend more time looking for the ball than I do. Um, Matt McGlynn's uh, very good at golf, you know. Right? He's very good. He's a golf man. Oh, yeah. You get to, you, it would He's be, focused. You, you would know rightly. We're home at three in the morning. He's up at half seven to go and <laughs> slap the balls. Well, this is, well, perfect perfect example of that. There sort of was a, a push towards golf. In the, in the nine, not saying the golf didn't exist beforehand, but there was definitely uh, a vibe of this about the sort of um, Tiger Woods element mm-hmm. of that thing of somebody playing the sport that doesn't seem to fit in. Mm-hmm. So you've got Happy Gilmore, who as a hockey player shouldn't be a golf player. The the sort of controversy, if you want to call it that, at the time was Tiger Woods being the first Tiger Woods being the first black person in the world to play golf and. Um, him talking about the racism he faced and feeling an outcast and all the rest. Mm-hmm. This is sort of like the comedy version of that type of thing. I'm glad fish. you said that because yeah. I was getting really deep for the <laughs> Happy Gilmore episodes. This is like the comedy version of that, like the fish out of water and, yeah. and entering a, a community or no, society. Absolutely. I, I, yeah. Um, so this is, and then, but what uh, it sort of, it's, uh, you almost get a wee, a wee hint in this film that there's a wee, a, a wee jibe to the fucking actual golfers, the, 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 the <laughs> you know, the, the upper class. Yep. Who don't like the fucking lager lights that Happy Gilmore attracts? Um, so we'll take it through. So Happy Gilmore, so he, he decides. That so he has he, basically he has no he has no skill in the game at all. He, or he accuracy. Just, he's fact, just, so yeah. he has to get somebody to try to teach him. <laughs> and that's when we come across Chubbs. <laughs> and Chubbs is trailed is played by Carl Weathers, the great Carl Weathers. Uh-huh. But it was meant to be um, the John Amos, who's the father in Coming to America. Oh yeah, he was meant to do it, and he sort of he didn't turn it down, but it just didn't happen. Died out. Yeah. It just went nowhere. And Johnny Moss apparently he's he has a guest appearance on Uncut Gems, right? Yeah, and the the Safety Brothers 
who directed and wrote Uncut Gems are big, big Adam Sandler fans. Like right. he wasn't in that for no reason. They knew he could do it, mm-hmm. and but they really loved the film. So they used comedy as well. Just like you're saying, that all stand-up albums and the sketches and the whole lot. Yeah. So John Amos is on the set, and the Safety Brothers turn around and go, "Here, did it not upset you that you never got the part of Chubbs and the Adam Sandler film?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, the wee golf film. What happened with that?" And they said they didn't have the heart to tell him <laughs> that it made like fifty million. <laughs> he, he just never seen it. That's mental. Don't just, oh, just, just never seen it. Never, never looked for it. Um, yeah. So it, well, it just on the, on the money end of things. So this was a nineteen eighty six Universal Pictures. Twelve million dollar budget and it earned forty one point two, which is quite I think for I mean a relatively unknown at that time. Obviously, well, a relatively unknown film. Um, you've, we're going to talk about our cast. So we talked about Carl Weathers. Obviously, I mean I hadn't seen Carl Weathers outside of Predator. Was the last time I'd seen him. Obviously, the Rocky films, but Predator might have been the last one I'd seen. Also, him loses his arm. Predator loses his hand. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy. Um, we have Shooter McGavin. <laughs> Skip over that. We have a whole. We've we've an hour. We've forty five minutes to do Shooter McGavin. So, we'll, well, well, I'll tell you what. We'll 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 play Trump Chubbs. Yeah, play a bit uh, of first, and then and then we'll get on to Shooter. You're a hockey player, huh? Yeah. You're gonna give that shit up. You're gonna concentrate on golf. Who the hell are you? I'm the club pro here, Chubbs Peterson, and I'm offering to teach you how to play golf personally, for free. No. You have no idea who I am, do you? No, I don't. Back in 1965, Sports Illustrated said I was going to be the next Arnold Palmer. Yeah, what happened? They wouldn't let me play on the Pro Tour anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Because you're black? Hell no. Damned alligator bit my hand off. Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> but his reaction to it, and it's the worst prosthetic ever, because it's clearly his hand holding the fake hand. <laughs> And it's just like another foot above his head it's where so his much, hand should be. It's so much longer. Yeah, they did, that's the thing. They didn't try and make it look... No, it's, it's comedically inconspicuous, shit looking yeah. like. But and yeah, uh, yeah, so the whole thing about was because you're black? No, no, because lost me. <laughs> Damn, I'll get a bit mad. <laughs> uh, so that was Chubbs offering his services. That's what he does. So he comes along to try and uh, see if... Because he spotted that this, you know, obviously he can see raw potential mm-hmm. because he can fucking ping a ball 500 yards. Um, but yeah... And he, he can't tap it in. <laughs> he he knows he can get it to the. He was like, so all I gotta do is put it on the green the first time. Job's like, okay, we'll work on that. But he doesn't realize he can't putt. He can't he can't do anything that involves a strategy or some sort of sports performance at all. It's about six inches from the hole. And then the first shot, the and then it takes seventeen <laughs> goes to get it into the fucking hole. Uh, which again, I think, was a quite a good reflection on um, golf in general, yeah. especially for an amateur. Um, you know, I don't know about yourself, Ronan, but we would have frequented the Siam Mills, um, par free, par free, par free, par free, one, two, uh, three. It should be fucking par free. Uh, the par three is it not free? Par three golf course in uh, in Siam Mills. You have Mills. to pay into that. Oh, you have to pay into it. Yeah, yeah. Dang. Now this is I can only if anybody's listening and they don't know the Siam Mills. Uh, I was going to say the golf course, but yeah, the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, do you know? You ever wonder where the plebs go? Mm-hmm. To try and learn to play golf. To sport. <laughs> so you can go there. Now, if you go to Oma Golf Club, for instance, or any golf club in any, any town, you'll see, you know, obviously, that. Like I bet you Matt McGlynn, for instance, would have a lovely V-neck sweater. Cool. Be better. If oh, he yeah. hasn't, I don't know what the fuck he's nice, doing. Nice pair of chinos and a good pair of golf shoes. You can't golf without it. Yeah, well, unless you're in Cyan. Um, because so you know, you, it's just all bets are off. All <laughs> bets are off. So you've got, you've got, you've got boys in Celtic jerseys. <laughs> wellies. Football wow. socks. Wow. <laughs> Mainly because they know they're going to spend a lot of time in the jungle looking for the balls. But, uh, yeah, so, so this is basically what happens in Sam Mills is what happens with Happy. Everybody gets the ball to the to close to the hole and then there's like fucking riot, yeah. riots break out because uh, it takes about 20 shots to get it into the into the tiny hole. Uh, so, yes, our Sam, our Sam Mills experience is a good reflection on Happy Gilmore. And you've been to Sam? Oh, yeah, we used to go, we used to go every Sunday. I never went. Um, I don't know why I went. <laughs> so there's no progression. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not like oh, did well last week. Actually, I, can do I, I am. I'm going to say. I'm going to uh, correct you on that. It's the only thing I've done in my life that the more I do it, the worse I get. Hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Dara's good at it though, isn't he? Dara's alright because he's big, tall, and skinny. I always th- I think fat guys can't do golf, and then I remember John Daly, and John Daly was a wee tub, but he was a fucking he was a brilliant golfer. <laughs> 
Um, so no, I just think it's just down to skill. Uh, but yeah, the only thing in my life I've ever done, the more I do of it, the worse I get it. Do you want to hear a good story about golf with me? Well, it's two stories. It's twofold. It's linked together, Connor. Oh, jeez. I'm named Ronan after Ronan Rafferty. Right. The go- golf heir. Oh, and did not know that. My mum and dad were at the Irish Open, mm-hmm. and he said hello to me ma, and she was like, that's a lovely name, Ronan. <laughs> so everybody got all, they all got all fluttery, <laughs> named me after her flutterations. <laughs> Second story, old boy, picking up the golf, you know, I oh. play a bit of golf here now and then. You know. He was trying to get me in there, I was shite, and he just stopped. So he ended up just going around being his fucking caddy. And we're, there's, a, there's a stretch, I can't remember what hole it is, no more. There's a stretch going down, a big, long stretch, mm-hmm. dropping a hill, and it goes down yeah, into yeah, sort road, of a dip. Yeah. There's a bench about 100 yards <laughs> to the right. I was sitting on the bench, no phones in, so you're just staring at the ground. And I heard the thwack of a golf ball hit the bench from behind me and cut out onto the green again. And I was like, I was like nobody shouted for daddy. And he was like, that was me, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> just, just laid her up again, fucking took an old mulligan, walked on. Like, you fucking nearly hit me with a golf ball, teeing off. Oh, uh, you know a few boys together, all right? Mulligan, that should be their fucking surname. We Mulligan, We Mulligan, which means taking another goal. You have another goal. You have another goal here, sure. We Mulligan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, that was, that's that's what the sort of craze that was happening with Happy Gilmore. I mean, you were you were as I say, you mentioned Tiger Woods, but you were into the sort of the the, the consoles, the gaming was sort of bringing yeah. in the, oh, the big time. EA golf games were coming in, and so it I was, was fucking phenomenal at the PC golf game. <laughs> yeah, if you could play that there, you could fucking. I was getting hit by the ball <laughs> by Mary Boy <laughs> <laughs> in real life. <laughs> Get off the fucking court. <laughs> he was in the living room on the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, so there was that craze. So this sort of fitted in well. And it was a good time and a good thing. But it did fit in well, but it also produces, and I'm going to go out on a limb here, probably the best body, comedy body of all time. Well, I doubt the smarmiest. <laughs> fucking Chris McDonald as Shooter McGavin <laughs> should have... Well, he does. There's a fake 30 for 30 called The oh, Ballad of Shooter McGavin. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can't... There's no way... Because every golf film I've ever seen or anything about golf, there's boys walking about the background in real like when it's live on TV and you mm-hmm. go, but he's a dick in real life. <laughs> and then there's like... Remember like the film Tin Cup? Yeah. Where there's a lot of like pros that are just being smarmy gets all over the place. And Shooter McGavin... Is the fucking antithesis mm-hmm. of schmarmy bastard in the golf course? <laughs> you know they're all over the place. Oh, I absolutely. But he is. And it does, <laughs> he does it so well. He's such he is a, so good to the point. He's so narcissistic and so arrogant. You're going. I fucking like you. Aye, you're you're so fucking <laughs> devilment in you that I love you. Um, but yeah, so he's the villain. He's he's uh, he's his uh, arch ne- nemesis, if you want to call it. Somebody that. pointed out actually. I was watching this thing last night. Somebody pointed out when the TV's about the interview shooter, he has his back to the camera to make it look like he's <laughs> turning around and introducing. <laughs> Such a practical. Oh, he was brilliant. fucking brilliant. Um, so yeah, I mean, we we you get into, you're getting to film. You're getting, like we said at the start. It's a it's a light hearted. Mm-hmm. So you're not expecting you know. Um, Oscar winning fucking uh, no. dialogue and performances. No. It's a very popcorn moment. Just sit down, just relax and enjoy. Yep. You Turn your brain and, off. Yeah, and uh, and appreciate it for what it is. Now, we also have then um, the, the sort of love interest. Yes. Uh, my, Julie Bowen. My beloved Julie Bowen. I love my Julie Bowen. Oh, are you into Julie? Oh, I love some are you, Julie. Are you Modern Family Julie? Or? Oh, yeah, Modern Family Julie. Now, here's, oh, here's, yeah. the, here's the thing. Modern Family has Sofia Vergara, so I just sort of, mm-hmm. I turn off when anybody else is about. But I will say that Julie Bowen during Happy's Happy Place scene. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a, that was a revelation because I didn't, because she's walking about in like formal golf attire and all the through the film and you're going, ah, yeah, I can see it. She's a, ah, but then, Lingerie comes out. Yes, a modern family, Julie Bowen. Um, yeah, Sophia Vergara. I she's mean, like America's mum now. She's, 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 she's American. Oh, it's finished now last season, but yeah. that fucking show was massive. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, as you say, I, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, things to look at in modern family. Julie Bowen, Sophia Vergara, Eric mm. Stone Street. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm. Love me a bit of cam. No, uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly along. Um, so, but I mean, Shooter McGavin. Basically, I don't know what year it happened, or is it life imitating art or whatever. But Colin Montgomery, the professional golfer, kind of had a, a bit of a rant at a crowd 
during, <laughs> during the Masters or during the thing, and it was around about the time Tiger Woods sort of came along because that's what I'm saying. It, it sort of was a true reflection in Happy Gilmore. You sort of had this crowd that normally didn't go to golf uh-huh. who were appearing. For Woods? For Woods. Just for the, the whole, this is the new vibe. This well, is this the new, the new vibe. And it's this just, is the Jordan of, you know, yeah, golf. This is that. The, and I don't know, uh, I don't know um, what initiated it. I don't know what pushed it on. But, I mean, there was a big craze in golf. Nike. So it would be Nike. It would have been Nike. But, but Tiger Woods was also the sort of the forerunner for the next generation coming out, if you want yeah. to do that. So, but Colin Montgomery had a tur- he turned to them and had a go at them about you know this is golf and you should be quiet you know all this sort of stuff. What the fuck? <laughs> so I don't know what year he did that. Did Happy Gilmore copy him or is he like real life fucking actually imitating what had been happening? But he was uh, like you say that Shooter McGavin type thing. He had that attitude of you don't belong here. Yeah, you know you shouldn't be here. This is for us rich people. <laughs> White <laughs> and all these plebs sitting drinking tins of stagger uh, <laughs> with the beer hats and all on, <laughs> no shirt on, happy written on their fucking chest. Um, yeah, so we've got uh, we've got our, our main uh, our, our main contenders main in that crew. sense. Gra- grandma, we should, to should we grandma as well? Sorry, grandma, yeah, grandma who owns who who owes the debt, and that's the main reason of the, the sort of motivation for shooter to or for the uh, happy gun more to try and to, to enter basically uh, the PGA tour. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're playing loose and fast oh, here with fucking facts and reality. Oh, yeah. Um. Well, we will we take a look then. Maybe a wee bit of a wee bit of shooter. Let's let's, let's play a bit of shooter. <laughs> That's you know I know what you're doing right now mm. and I don't like it. So why don't you just shut your trap before I put my foot in it? Don't turn your back on me. <laughs> let's get one thing straight. This is shooter's tour. I've worked hard my whole life, paid my dues, and now it's Shooter's turn. And Shooter's not about to let his reign at the top be spoiled by some freak sideshow clown. Did you just call me a freak? I was on this tour for one reason, money. But now I got a new reason, kicking your ass. Well, <laughs> I'd like to see you try. Let's do it. Hey, I'm in on a golf course. Hey, hey, what is going on here, huh? <laughs> oh, I was just, um... Looking for the other half of this bottle. And, uh, oh, there's some of it right there's a, There's some right there, too. Why don't you just put it down? Yeah, I know. Just stay out of my way, or you'll pay. Listen to what I say. How about I just go eat some hay? I can make things out of clay and lay by the bay. I just may. What do you say? <laughs> the, the, the sort of, the fact that Shooter walked in there to try to intimidate him. <laughs> and this is after he's done the bit where he sends him to the 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 hole at night yeah, at yeah. Night, where it's just for the water sprinklers to come on and embarrass you and, he, and like shooter just thinks shooter can get shooter's way all the time and i keep saying shooter because he refers to himself as shooter third person all the time yeah and it's just such a fuck and and the whole like don't turn your back i mean there, there's 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 moments you definitely like chris mcdonald he's hamming it up big time oh absolutely and it's, it's proper like soap opera type yeah. fucking but then it changes when Happy Gilmer smashes a bottle yeah. when, when adam sandler his neck. comes in it becomes a sociopath again you're going yeah. see this is the bit this is the bit i like when adam sandler goes fucking nuts in yeah. films it's the best part of the film yeah whether it's the serious roles he, he does, or he does angry very well he does <laughs> but did you know who was up for shooter mcgavin's role Oh, this, oh, we like this on our, on our podcast. Let us, now, let us know. We have to start naming this section of the podcast because <laughs> yeah. some of them are fucking so out there. But this one wasn't that out there. Kevin Costner. Right? Now, I know, I know you're going... Oh. He couldn't really play... Has Costner comedy? But then again, I suppose if he had to play Shooter, maybe it wasn't so much But hold on. Comedy, maybe, but... The reason he turned it down is because he was in the process of filming Tin Cup. Tin Cup? Fuck, that's right. He was a golf... So he was basically playing... The asshole in in Tin Cup in Shooter McGavin. So right. he probably could have done it. Could have done that. Now also Bruce Campbell was right. trying his best to get the role, but in the end up Chris McDonald turned it down like five times and he ended up taking it on board because he realized that Sandler's stuff was picking up. Billy Madison was out in the cinemas and, yeah. and it was becoming more popular and he went, maybe there's something behind mm. this. Also as we just said, comedy was also picking up. Because comedy was picking yeah. up as well. So all them guys were getting more traction. The SNL guys, the yeah. David Spades and Chris Farley's now were Farley getting big, yeah, big, big. Yeah. So, and Chris Rock, obviously. Hmm. But John Apatow, or John Apatow did a, a rewrite of the script. Right. So he actually wrote a version uh, that was uncredited. He never got anything for it. Hmm. But I think his version is the version that we have in the film. Oh, okay. So a lot of the stuff was sort of gleaned over and maybe polished up a wee bit more mm-hmm. with Apatow's writing. 
and Avatar and Sandler were college roommates. Yes. They were, they basically grew up together in the comedy world. I mean, growing yeah, up yeah, together. Yeah. So I think he probably got a sniff of that. Man, this could be a well-written. Because he, do, he does, he has been known to do that, uh, Sandler. He sort of keeps his, his crew close. Yes. Um, certain people he'll work with. Um, there's people he'll not work with. Um, you see it in Grown Ups. I mean, that's pretty much his inner circle. Yeah, that's all the guys. That's all the guys together. That's the ones that hang out. Um, and the ones that aren't movie stars are guys that play minor characters in all his other films. Yeah, so you've Schneider and you've got uh, Kevin James even, I suppose, from mm-hmm. King of Queens. But they're all, again, all New York based. Mm-hmm. All in uh, 90s, early 90s stand-up sort of... What do you call the? It's not. It's, it's the improv in uh, our second studio in uh, second city, second city in Chicago. What do you call the one in New York? Not Saturday Night Live, but what do you call the? uh the the comedy circuit type stuff. Is it the improv? It's one of those ones where you know it's 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 famous for the Groundlings. Like, the Groundlings. Is it New York? Is the Groundlings in New York? I think it might be. I Tina Fey and stuff from the yes, Groundlings. Yes, that, that that. So another way there was sort of like a competing thing between Chicago and New mm-hmm. York. And that was the thing. Um, so that's that sort of crew all sticking together. Yeah. I mean, but what a fucking crew! What a talent! Yeah, um, loads of minor heads too that aren't big actors or not. And your wife Tim Hurley, that writes most of the stuff for them. Yeah, he he appears in nearly all of them. Uh, Dennis Dugan, the director, he appears in nearly all of them. I think when you read about these two boys, who you wouldn't notice, no, you don't know their name, and it, and their Wikipedia, it's like uh, combined, they are responsible for forty six billion dollars in takings <laughs> for American cinema, and you're going. What? 46 billion? Like, what? And then nobody knows they're there. Nobody knows they're there. And they're happy enough with that? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you be? Fucking right. <laughs> like, if, uh, and this is. What the, a reputation to have. Yeah. And this or is the not problem. have. And this is the problem with Sandler. People go, yeah, but old shite. And you go, yeah, but that old shite keeps him cozy as fuck. Mm-hmm. And he can do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, and I mean, I, I suppose for us, I mean, we're we're harking back here, back, as we said from the start uh, to the 90s. I mean, but. You know, we're we're talking fourteen or fifteen when this came out mm-hmm. for us, and that you know that suited our age gr- yeah. at that time. And that, that suits was, me now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I watched it. So um, fucking laugh my head off the whole through it. Ace Ventura. I mean, that that was sort of the sort of kickoff for me in '94. You know, sort of the first my first cinema comedy awakening. Mm-hmm. Loads of comedy tapes at homes and TV shows and all the rest. But I forgot Wayne's, Wayne's World. Wayne's World. World. That's right. But it was earlier, man. It was pretty early. You forget how early that is. Fuck! I went to the cinema to see Wayne's World too, man. I remember going to see Wayne's World 2, actually. Yeah. That must have been, what, 93, maybe? Um, Could have been, had to be later. Maybe later, actually. Oh, maybe yeah, because, oh, yeah, maybe. might have been because the thing was in it. Um, Tia Carrera, she was sort of big mm-hmm. with... Yeah, give it a Tia, didn't you? Um, <laughs> you like Tia, that, eh? <laughs> Ronan just drifted off there. Did it again. Did it again. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, the, the, the main... The, like, that, t- again, but again, SNL, Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, fucking SNL, characters came out of SNL. It all mm-hmm. happened around that... But there was no rules. No. You could do whatever the fuck you wanted. If you were willing to go to a 15 rating, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever it is in America, what's that R? Uh, PG, no. PG-13. Uh, NC-17. Right. So yeah. if you were willing to go to that, you knew you were going to lose a few. But you were going to gain college crowd. That's it. You so you didn't lose. Yeah, you didn't give a fuck. Uh, and that's what happened. And then you, you're you bringing in then, um, again, we're in the 90s, so you're talking in then the introduction then of DVD. Mm-hmm. So this is ninety six. Probably you're talking an Irish at least ninety end of ninety six, ninety seven for a cinema release, and then DVD was after that. So it was right in the peak of DVDs really kicking off. So it yeah. also then gained what would have been done in the previous generation of a, a cult following via VHS. You now had this sort of cult following coming out then from the DVD uh, generation, um, and it just spiraled. Then it just it continued because you have. As you say, you've got like conventions and stuff. There's people mm-hmm. who get together and dress up, and like there's novelty golf competitions now of the fucking uh, uh, every dressing up as characters from Happy Gilmore. The, the MTV at the time gave the best, <laughs> they got best the be- fight? best fight award. Him and Bob, <laughs> Bob Barker. Bar- Bob Barker. Now, if you know Bob Barker, I mean, I suppose the only way to try it locally is, I mean, uh, imagine him if he was fighting Roy Walker. Yeah. <laughs> That's the sort of same level. You know, it's like a. Yeah. Somebody who hosted a very famous uh, uh, game show. Morning game show. Morning game show. Show we so it was at ten a.m. Yeah, really and clean. What, really. What happened was, Bob Barker was a trained fighter. Bob mm-hmm. Barker knew how to fight, so he did most of his stunts for that scene. And he's a really it old man. Look, I was going to say he's really old. And it does look like and he's actually it, doing the way it, he yeah. stands and holds mm-hmm. his hand up. You're like that boy can fight. You just knew, yeah. But he, <laughs> his ratings doubled after Happy Gilmore, right? Because again, the college crowd. 
They're all, all, they're all sitting oh, fucking oh, fuck yeah. 10 a.m. eating cereal. Wanting to find out who Bob Barker was. Bob Bar- watching Price is Right, Bob Barker. Yeah, and that's the thing. So, I mean, you have to understand how deadly a cameo this was. Because this is like American's granddad. This is, you know, yeah. everybody really loves him. And here he is beating the fuck. You've always heard his name. <laughs> yeah. And then he turns up in this film that everybody's talking about. And <laughs> Not I mean, it made, shade, I it made golf fun it made yeah, golf that's, cool that, that, that and that sh- was a virtually impossible move that should be a standard for any uh, uh for a standard uh, uh, uh example of how high this level is yeah. it made something as boring as golf really funny and exciting yeah <laughs> like and i i already had the, the the psychological effects of my dad trying to hit a golf ball off me <laughs> and that it made me forget about it <laughs> And then, is this is this the one you have you uh, you can do it no or is it is that the water boy? No, no water boy. Water boy, you could do it. That was not a thing that was out. That was, oh shit! No, doesn't he say Schneider? it in this as well? Isn't Schneider? No, no, no. It's water boy. It's water boy. And then you have the other one. There's what there was a the character in this then. So along the way, then basically what's happened is as it's you can the, imagine, yeah, it's peppered it, with smaller characters. Yeah. But uh, throughout the story, I mean, well, if you haven't watched it, we're not going to. Uh, I assume you'd imagine, you know, there's going to be a happy ending because of Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. But a general comic, comedy film is going to have that. But the progression of him then leading on to, he's actually starting to get good. He's figuring out how to progress through the the, the, the holes. Yes. Now, it took Without a while. Without going fucking 400 mile an hour. Well, it took a while to figure out. Here here he is just trying to. Yes. This is, this is with him with the mighty Kevin Nealon. Oh, Kevin Who's given him some of the best advice. And also at one point goes. Psycho. <laughs> about about happy. I absolutely love Kevin. This is Neelan. brilliant. I love this. I love him in this. He's probably my favorite guest character in this. Yeah. Neilan, I, I mean, I uh did you see Weeds? Yes. Brilliant. <laughs> fucking brilliant. brilliant that. The man is brilliant. brilliant, but just a great character. Actor. He's been mm-hmm. in loads of things, but people don't normally know him. But here he is, uh, uh trying to inspire Happy into a short pot. Out his day. Happy, the ball itself has its own energy. Or life force, if you will. Its natural environment is in the hole. So why don't you send him home? Hmm. His bags are packed. He's got his airplane tickets. Bring him to the airport. Send him home. <laughs> send him home. I just send him home. It's time to go home there, ball. Oh, son of a bitch, ball. Why didn't you just go home? That's your home. Are you too good for your home? Answer me! Suck my white ass ball! That's a flag, That's Dennis Duggan, that's the director. The guy who's right, the head right. of the golf commission. Right. He was out of line. So, what's suck that? my white ass ball. <laughs> so, what's happening there? A white ball. <laughs> <laughs> so what's happening there is you're also getting a wee bit of sort of uh, an insight then into what sort of tra- what sort of mutated into today this mm-hmm. sort of idea of yes he's not we don't want him about here but he's bringing his ratings but there's money coming there's money coming in advertisers want to come in so this was a sort of again another you wouldn't expect it in a fucking comedy but there's a social commentary in this as well the sort of we'll put up with certain things because there's money coming in mm-hmm um so yes the, he's attracting people we don't want around here and yes blah blah, blah but look at the money just big bucks coming in but also this film got major crit- obviously it could criticize of course it's, it's, from, yeah. but roger Ebert's review i felt was so wide of the mark it was he said he gave it a one and a half star out of four right stating that adam sandler's character doesn't have a pleasing personality now i don't i don't understand that no. he also says he seems angry even when he's not supposed to be, <laughs> which we've just talked for half an hour about was the major appeal for us. Uh, and his habit of pounding everyone he dislikes is tiring in a PG-13 movie. Right. But he also criticized the amount of product placement. An awful lot. But it's sort of satirized when he does an advert for Subway to pay for his own way to get into the tournament. Yeah, I know. So you sort of... You let it slide, like it's not really something that I didn't look at it and go. I looked at it and went, "This is just an idiot who drinks co- or Pepsi." Sorry, uh, there's an American Express symbol, but they're all around golf courses anyway. They're already there, and he kind of yeah, it was a sort of almost satirical. Yeah. Except I don't think they did it well enough to enable it to come across as satire. But it's a great, but it's advertisement. Great advertisement. Yeah, with him knocking <laughs> yeah. the subway into the boys' mouth, <laughs> a brilliant. Right. 
yeah, so I mean, another thing we should point out here, because people are going to turn around, uh, uh, I imagine, anybody listening to this and go, are these two fuckers actually talking about Happy Gilmore? Yeah. And us giving it the whole rant of best of the best. Well, we he- should point out that... In 1986, the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards um, nominated Adam Sandler for Worst Actor. Yeah. Um, the Golden Raspberry Awards nominated uh, Adam Sandler twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, once for um, uh, Happy Gilmore for Best or Worst Actor, and then for Bulletproof. Worst Actor, remember that? Fantastic. <laughs> but the Kids' Choice Award it got nominated for Best Movie. So you know, and it won Best Fight. That's a that's a great fight. Basically, what else you need? So when but you, here, when, the, when you the, this <laughs> is, is this is this the first show that's come on the best the best podcast that has won um, best comedic performance from the MTV Movie Awards? Mm. It may be trivia, trivia, trivia. Mm. <laughs> it's a stretch. Uh, you never know. My problem with all that is we got slated pre-lockdown. So think of before mid-March, we mm-hmm. were getting slated for covering albums, films, or TV shows that were a bit highbrow. <laughs> now we're covering Happy Gilmore, and we'll probably and get we can we can feel the backlash already. Yeah, it hasn't been out yet. Probably hit stop on the record, <laughs> and I know somebody's going to go. Is there any chance you're going to cover Rashomon <laughs> or any of the uh, Kurosawa samurai films? And I'll be like, Nah, bro, we're going all Sandler from here on in. <laughs> we did Fast Five. Mickey fucked the whole fucking. Mickey week. fucked it all up, but then Mickey uh, poisoned our mind with his, uh, his saccharine fucking <laughs> choices. This big hungover saccharine <laughs> choice. Just stick on Furious Five, man. Ah, fucking don't want to think about anything. Give me a fucking KFC. We've got Happy Gilmore here. I fuck it on too. <laughs> Put the two of them up at the same time. Uh, so I mean, we we talk about legacy a lot of times on the podcast. When we talk about um, what happens after. Mm. I mean, we don't really need to talk about. Uh, uh, Adam Sandler as such, but I mean it, it did go. He had a few more, obviously. We mentioned Waterboy. You're into uh, Little Nicky, Little Nicky, and uh, like Mr. Deeds and things like that, which was a, a remake or such. But Big Daddy, Big, big Daddy, Daddy was Big Daddy was a big one. That's right. Yeah, it was, it was, ma- it was his. It was his fucking stratosphere. He could do it every one of men on in. Yeah, that broke him through because that was a, the, for, the sort of first time people actually noticed that, as you said earlier on, that sort of serious side mm-hmm. of going, oh. This guy might actually yeah, there have was a, a depth to him. Like, there yeah. was more emotions involved mm, emotions in the Big Daddies. Um, <laughs> and although li- Little Nicky's big emotions was that <laughs> he couldn't find the butterflies or some bullshit. What's that weird fucking film about him? Uh, yeah, that's a fucking strange one. But uh, yes, that's this is where he. There's just there's no end. No. And even now he signed a Netflix deal that rivaled Dave Chappelle's, which is fucking insane com- considering the talent between it. But I will say, and I'll state to the end of time. Adam Sandler's SNL stuff is some of my favourite SNL stuff. Done very well. And actually, some of that, that new stand-up show we put out was pretty decent. Yeah. For somebody who Although, I was like a time. big fucking blubbery mess in the Chris Farley song. <laughs> I know. That's I was fucking all... Chris Farley, man. And that's... I mean, that, that is the, 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 the legacy we would have hoped to have wished to have seen. Would mm. have been more Sandler slash Farley. Um, collaborations would have been fucking w- amazing. Jesus uh, Christ. You know, and because and, uh, Tommy Boy, I think, was the last one Chris Farley did, maybe. Or Beverly Hills Ninja, maybe. maybe one of those uh, there was, there was, I think there was one after. But, Tommy but Boy there's so many who could have been involved in it. Yeah. yeah, you could see him in Waterboy. You know what I mean? You could see him in Absolutely. so many films. Absolutely, everyone. Um, so that, that that sort of crew then, I mean, back to the film, I mean, that that sort of uh, predictable, if you want to call it that, ending is, is coming up, you know. But you're <laughs> it's still done so well um, to make golf that, because golf's hard to make um, interesting, edgier. <laughs> yeah, well, it's hard to make it edgier seat. Yeah. So I mean, any sport and a movie is easy to sort of get like a hockey game, you know, the fucking Mighty Ducks and all that sort of stuff, or even going to boxing. Like, but golf was a, was a hard one to try and do because I mean, we talk about Tin Cup and and the other ones, but for comedy ways and all the rest. So the end was quite fucking. It was pretty. Like I said, predictable. I, I'm, I'm not. No, no, no. I know where you're going. A big I know where you're going. So groundbreaking and all this crack. It wasn't, but. And I think I think he he ends up going from two under to one under, even though he misses the fucking hole about nine <laughs> times. And you're like, those stats don't add up no. unless it's a par fucking eighteen or something. I don't get it. But it's it's not a film. If you overanalyze Happy Gilmore, yeah, that's what you're not getting <laughs> the point we, of Happy Gilmore. What we've been sitting fucking doing now. For <laughs> no, but we're just talking about how great the characters are. But it's it's one of those films where I think it's just fucking mental enjoyable at every turn yeah and it's just mad enough in the right bits. billy madison is fucking insane 
It doesn't make any sense. No. At all. No sense at all. I remember they cut out scenes. Me and Cork first, my fucking introduction to Adam Sandler was we went to Canada for a bit, the big the big family holiday. Mm-hmm. And they were watching Billy Madison. We were going, oh, brilliant, Adam Sandler. And we saw this bit where he has another one of Billy's made it to the fourth grade or whatever parties. <laughs> and they got a clown who's on like stilts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a bit where the clown falls and everybody's laughing. Now, when I seen it over here, the bit was cut out. But in Canada, which it, it's, it's on YouTube, obviously. Mm-hmm. The fucking clown is lying on the ground with blood pouring out of his mouth it's and face. Oh, and everybody's yeah. pointing him and laughing. And I was going, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I knew there was something dark to the humor. And it was a wee bit of more yeah. edgy. And then, of course, the, the skit CDs and stuff. And I went, all right, I get his humor now. Yeah. So when I saw Happy Gilmore, it still had it. But he lost that after that. He did, It all went yeah. a bit more commercial. And a, a bit, bit more, more polished then, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Well, it had to be. You, you don't pull in fucking 50, 60 well, million dollars if you have clowns with blood pouring. <laughs> yeah. And you start to get a bit of clout whenever you, you have been the, the, the lead role or the lead actor in a film that has... What nearly four times his budget? Mm-hmm. You know that's when you start to get a bit of clout, and you start oh, to be yeah. able to. Yeah, but you also have to play ball. You know, you, you get better roles offered to you and better um, um, and better movies, but you also have to sort of get rid of that. Do you want to call it childish? It's sort of that's not mm. childish. I mean, it was goofball. Maybe might be the term they use for like a I sort like of goof, goofball's fun. Yeah, but you can't do goofball anymore because no. it, it upsets women and minorities, and yeah, I you mean, can't do yeah. that anymore. I mean, we're in the middle of, and which um, is fair, but. Well, we're in the middle of quite a revisionist uh, kind mm. of mode at the moment. Um, comedy's getting a touch. Maybe Happy Gilmore might at some point um, get a touch. I think a lot's going to get a touch. <laughs> yeah. A lot um, more. So, I mean, hopefully we don't get a touch. Uh, <laughs> we're still going to be allowed to slabber, hopefully. Um, the other one that we didn't mention, um, the the other we sort of guest role, Richard Keel. Yes. Jaws. Jaws. From Moonraker? Uh, Moonraker, yeah, from Bodfellas. Um, so yeah, we have uh, Richard Keel from Mr. Larson. Uh, yes, he's Mr. Place. Larson. <laughs> and I mean, it's just something he's a gargantuan man. A f- he's a fucking monster, and it's just he's so uh, well, I suppose iconic because of Jaws, but he's also got that shape of a head that you cannot fucking miss him, and then the size of him you get missing as well. But uh, it's and just of course, that happens in the amazing intro, which you heard the audio of, which by the way. Also has some of the best scenes of happy humping petrol pumps and like traffic cones. <laughs> yeah. And then he shoots Mr. Larson in the head with a nail gun. <laughs> Remember the scene where Shooter, he goes, uh, are you going to try to land the ball on the green? Like, uh, and he goes, no, nobody's done that. And he goes, oh, I beg to differ. Happy Gilmore had done that merely 15 months ago. And Shooter, the whole time Shooter hasn't turned around to see who's talking to him. And this seven foot, and he turns around and goes, oh yeah, well, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And then he turns back around and just whacks the ball and scuttles off real fast. Turns around talking to his belly button. (laughs) (laughs) But he's a huge man. He's, I don't know what his real height is in real life, but he's massive. Um, So yeah, there's there's been a couple, I'd love to know where that came, you know, how how does that happen? How do you get Richard Cage? Richard Cage was just... Must have been Sandler again, man. It has to be a link there. Like, there's no it way you auditioned him. Like, you know, it might have been something you had to ask him to do a favor for you or something, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, we have Richard uh, <laughs> Keelan there in the middle of it all. So, yes, we get to the, obviously, to the end of, of the movie. And um, Shooter's trying to get off of my beloved jo- Julie, my Julie mm-hmm. Bowen, my Julie Bowen. Um, as well as that, obviously, more importantly, he's trying to win the money of the tournament. And that's what I said earlier on. It sort of, it did give a wee bit of tension, funny tension and all the rest, but you knew he was going to win and all the rest. Of course. Um, but Shooter, <laughs> Shooter getting beat as well. I think there's nothing better than Shooter in turmoil. Well, the whole, <laughs> let's just say as well, there's a fucking bizarre subplot where Shooter has this weirdo fan that he hires to sabotage <laughs> yeah. Happy at every opportunity. And Shooter doesn't want to be around him. He doesn't want to talk to him. He doesn't want to meet him at Red Lobster for food, even though he's just ran over Happy with a car. <laughs> and it's such a fucking strange sort of subplot that I'm, every time he gets to this point, I'm like, this film now has about three different waves going on yeah. at one time. <laughs> I'm, I'm wanting to see Happy win. I want shooter to get fucked but then happy's getting hit by cars you know <laughs> what the fuck's going yeah but uh, no the 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 end is it's just like happy but we forgot one thing no, no, two things the music in this film is incredible yeah that's right yeah there's great music the music that was scored is done by mark mothersbaugh who's the main songwriter and lead singer of devo oh i don't know okay uh he also did the music for rugrats right 
Adams or Ben Stiller. Oh, the orderly. Oh, the, the fucking Gestapo orderly. Jesus Christ. Did you know that Ben Stiller is uncredited? Oh, I didn't know His that. His name's not on the film did, oh, he anywhere. He must have done it for free then. He did it for Nan. That's the moustache. Go to sleep know. or I will put you to sleep. Is it moustache? Yes. Right? yes. That's right. And then the Mr. Mr. Lady, remember he drops yeah. an air conditioner on her? Mr. Mr. <laughs> Just all these wee peppered lunatics oh, all around them. And I'd written down Ben Stiller or something else. I forgot to, how did you fucking forget about that. That's right, yeah. Ben Stiller. Um, I couldn't believe he was Absolutely brilliant. brilliant too. Yeah, he's class. Proper scene stealing each one. Like, But, I mean, you're talking 96, so Stiller wasn't... It wasn't meet the parents level. No, no, no. Of, of me and mum. But he was getting there. He was coming something along. Mary? Something about Mary? Mm, just... Uh, he read it on the Ben Stiller show and it fucking bombed. Yeah. But he was out there. Something about Mary was definitely there. And then, as I say, then the meet the parents thing was sort of the... Yeah. It was up there with something about Mary. But yeah, to do this, as you say, uncredited. Um, that's, that's so, again, that's, that's, that's that click. It's that New York sort of... Because um, you can find a natural link there between um, Kevin James... <laughs> Kevin James and I'm just seeing Ben Stiller doing the cutthroat move to his <laughs> granny and all this lovely sweet old woman and you're like she, he's holding the pillow <laughs> threatening her with the pillow with the face it's so good um, but yeah like I said you can, you, can, you can spot a link between then obviously Kevin James doing King of Queens mm-hmm. Ben Stiller's father and King of Queens yeah 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 and I, you know they're all yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of crew they all sort of know each other and work together um, but yeah Ben Stiller and I forgot about that so uh, yeah, have a go and have a look if you haven't watched it. Hopefully we've sold it to you. And if you haven't seen it in a while, go and watch back the marvel of it. And uh, if you're in the same age bracket as ourselves, which is fucking old, old um, boy, you'll uh, yeah, you'll get a wee two trip, more bits. We tripped down memory lane about Chris McDonald, <laughs> the one where he's trying to get where shooters trying to get that that pot done, uh-huh. and everyone's going around him, and he's real aggravated, but he still does the finger guns. Oh, the guns. <laughs> he actually did that. It really? took them seven times, and the crew were having this big mad bet. So when they got that scene filmed, uh-huh. the crew and all the cast that were on set on set were actually going, oh, "We want him to do it, right? but it was shooter, so you weren't <laughs> supposed to be happy that it went in." So that happens. Chris McDonald, Chris McDonald, trying to get out of a DUI in 2017, but telling the police that he was shooter McGill. Of course he did. <laughs> In fairness, if you're Chris McDonald, it's the only fucking thing you've done, really. I That's would get out of the yeah. car and do the finger guns. <laughs> and if I don't get away with it... But I make a shot. You could get shot in these days. <laughs> these days. <laughs> Bang. As long as I'm wearing black gloves, he's be right. I'd be like, fuck to you, man. Imagine. I'm steaming. You fall. Hey, you know who I am. I'm sitting in McAdlin. You know me, sitting Bang, bang, finger guns. <laughs> but we got to play before we end. We have to pay the best line in the film. Right. So... There's a scene where Happy has gone to the auction for his grandma's house and he finds out that Shooter has outbid him oh, and true. bought the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the so they come to the conclusion, Shooter wins, Happy goes away, mm-hmm. never to come back to golf. Happy wins, he gets the house. And their discussion ends with one of my favorite lines of film. You're going to beat me at golf? <laughs> oh, you're on. You're in big trouble, though, pal. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the way it's his face. No. He <laughs> realizes what he's done. Uh, yeah, so listen, that was our uh, a wee bit of lightheartedness for you in the lockdown. Hopefully, you're surviving everything all right. Go and get a chance, uh, if you get a chance, go and listen to or watch it uh, in, I think it's on Netflix, I think. Um, go and... Uh, if you don't have it already, you don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Um, do it fucking old school style. Go and hook out the fucking DVD. Mm-hmm. I have a DVD somewhere, I might hook her out. Um, but yeah, un- until next time, um, g- keep shooting. Keep finger guns, man. <laughs> fucking finger guns. Bring out the finger guns. <laughs> <laughs>